For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's John Garcia Jr., college football recruiting analyst for 247 Sports in the guest co-host chair. And today's guest on Talk of Champions, Win Case, Ole Miss assistant basketball coach. Ole Miss football picked up a commitment from a four-star quarterback, Robbie Ashford. Also, some other prospects of interest for Ole Miss in John's recruiting territory. Never had him on as a guest co-host, but we've been friends for a while. We work around each other. But why the hell have we been strangers for so long now, man? Where you been? I don't know. I just I've been more on the on the typing front as opposed to the audio front. But I'm back, and if there's any way I need to come back, it's got to be with you. Yeah, has to be. Has to be. We're longtime podcast friends. Oh, it's an honor. Don't it's start. Don't you patronize me, sir? Don't you dare. Don't start that. <laughs> Robbie Ashford commits four star quarterback. You broke the news. Saw it on Twitter. My friend John Garcia Jr., I retweeted, I'm so far removed from recruiting now, John, and I love that, uh, that I didn't know about this player until I saw your tweet. So I would assume then that a lot of Ole Miss fans might be like me. But it seems like Ole Miss is doing a pretty good job out there, and this is a really good player. You like him. I love him. This is this is a turn-of-the-corner kind of momentous thing for Ole Miss recruiting. And and Robbie's a kid that, and, and I, I wrote this, I think he's one of those that when you look back in a couple of years, uh, being a Birmingham kid, heck, Hoover High School, right? I mean, the the you know known high school in Alabama, even if you don't even follow football, um, being that quarterback and going to Ole Miss, I think will be something that is talked about a lot in years to come. Um, how hard was Auburn pushing? We don't know. Did Bama ever offer? No, but they were in it at some point. That's going to be a thing when the post, you know, when this new regime is is done in Tuscaloosa after Tua and all this stuff uh, in Auburn, whatever happens there. But anyway, individually, Robbie Ashford is just gifted and he's so gifted 
that he's a legit baseball player and a legit, apparently, and this is not my area of expertise, but he's a legit major league baseball draft prospect for 2020. So what makes him so unique is that not only is he a dual sport guy, but he's never focused on football. Baseball was his first love. Baseball has occupied most of his off seasons. Um, And last off season, he was going to start, okay, I got to go into football more and hit some camps, all of that towards labrum at the end of baseball season. So that plan was derailed. So literally right now, and, and we're a couple days away from the elite 11 where he's invited, despite this lack of, of polish compared to his peers, um, this is the most he's ever done in terms of playing quarterback in the off season. And still, as we just said, he's an elite 11 finalist. He's a top two, four, seven guy. He's a four-star quarterback, number one quarterback in Alabama. He's still shown that just one varsity experience as a starter. Um, so this guy is, is literally at his foundational point as a prospect. And he is already a, a legit, no brainer, no doubt, blue chip prospect, big, strong, athletic four five on the laser, strong, right arm, trusts it a little too much, uh, maybe able to rely on his athleticism um, at this point. But towards the end of last year, playoff time cold weather you started to see legitimate strides going through progression a little bit more toughness uh, um just just kind of the whole skill set and it has people really excited to see where he can go so that's those are just some of the reasons why i think this is such a great commitment for old miss because this was the time to push because um normally um a kid like this waits right because he's a baseball prospect he might get drafted in a year so he's not on the typical quarterback timeline really in any way um so he usually those kids wait i'll wait till the season but i think Ole Miss pushing now as opposed to some others i think was really smart because he'll be um he would have been uh, even more coveted come september october uh at that point so i just think his trajectory his arrow all of that is pointed way up and, and what we've seen is is the worst we'll see of him and he's you know a, a 39 touchdown guy um, 3,000 total yards, dual threat, all of that at the highest level in Alabama. So um, I couldn't be much higher on a kid given his his lack of experience. He mentioned in his commitment story that he got a different feel at Ole Miss that he hadn't had at any other school on an official or unofficial visit. We hadn't taken his official visits, but he'd never gotten that feel before like he had at Ole Miss. When did it get serious? When did Ole Miss and Robbie Ashford get close to a marriage, if you will, or a commitment at least because he hadn't signed yet? <laughs> right, right. It is recruiting after all, but no, yes, uh, probably, probably in the last couple of months, it really started to escalate. Um, the relationship was consistent. And I think it's so crazy because we talk about all these new things in recruiting, but at the end of the day, kids like the consistent schools, just be there kind of be available. And I think Ole Miss from, you know, from signing day on, probably the most consistent with him when it came to the spring evaluation period, Rich Rod's there, all these coaches are there, consistency. And then the only thing in between Robbie and a commitment, even at that point, was a visit. He just, he never visited. So um, with baseball and all these other things going on, he finally found a way uh, to get on campus last week. And basically what he told me is he was looking for a reason not to pick Ole Miss because everything else leading up to that was like, this is where I need to go. So uh, he was basically looking for a control in that experiment, and he didn't find one. He loved Oxford. He loved the campus. Um, he, he spent time with the academic advisors. He wants to go – for some reason, he wants to kind of do what we do. He wants to go into into the media 
uh, which I advised against, of course. That poor, poor kid. <laughs> Let's. I mean, he's got two chances to play pro ball. So right. So yes. go with that. Pursue that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so so he really did everything he wanted to do. Spent ninety minutes with the baseball staff, um, and then obviously a ton of time um, with Luke and Rodriguez, um, and and just really it kind of confirmed everything he'd already thought of Ole Miss. Um, spent a lot of time around the players. Um, even the quarterbacks and that quarterback room is, is not small. And he, you know, he's okay with that. He's a competitor, right? Two sport kid has competed at big time events in, in multiple sports. So uh, he likes that. He, he knows he's got a ways to go and, and he's willing to, to kind of go there with, with Ole Miss. And I just think that the presentation, the consistency, everything just sort of, sort of lined up uh, and mom and dad were with him. Uh, so it wasn't an official, like you said, but, it had elements of an official visit, you know, seven or eight hours straight on campus, mom and dad there, meetings, tours, kind of everything uh, in a condensed version. And, and it hit all the marks. And he was he was already kind of done to Ole Miss, but that was like, I'm really done. So um, that was it. And, and I think, you know, that commitment, again, is going to spur momentum. And, um, and what Ole Miss is doing in Alabama has been pretty remarkable. I don't know if I've seen another – another out-of-state school come into the state and, and pluck multiple four-stars in such a short span that the in-state schools kind of want it. So uh, it's really interesting to track. I'm trying to dig into it more. There might be more on the way soon. So, um, yeah, Robbie's definitely at the forefront of that and, and for good reason. The Pat White comp is so easy to make with Rich Rod, but I kind of get it similar in size. As far as height, I think Robbie's a little bulker than Pat White ever was. But with Rich Rod, one of the originators of the spread, how does he fit in? Do you like that fit? I do. Um, and, and Robbie's really never been asked to to say, hey, zone read all day long. Go. Just go win us this that way. Hoover is is conventional. Hoover is, is you know, it's coach on down. There's not a lot of improvisation there. It's a, it's a very well-coached, well-run program. Very college-like. So – He's never really been as a runner and as a decision maker, as a runner, hasn't really been set truly free where it's like, hey, go just go make it happen. Uh, Like I assume Pat White did at Daphne High School, also in Alabama, by the way, um, back in the day. So that's what's interesting. And he still ran for 600 yards, four or five on the laser, like you said, bigger than Pat in terms of physicality. but then he's got this great arm too. This this legit, you know, he's a center fielder and he's he's throwing out dudes from there. So he's got the legit legit power arm, uh, but he's four or five on the laser with some size to him. And again, when I talked about at the end of last year, what we saw a little bit more. Now they didn't win state, um, but what we saw a little bit more as it got colder is some of those improvisational moments that did happen. He showed some grit. He was tough, and that, and those are kind of things you don't know. First year varsity starter. You know, there's other two sport guys. There's a bit of a connotation there. Like, oh, maybe he's a baseball player. Maybe he's soft. I don't know that that was discussed at some point, but he showed that he wasn't um, and he showed that, that he can kind of be the full package. And I think that's where when you think about Rich Rod, it really becomes interesting because um, while we talk about as a quarterback and a passer, he's really at the foundation. But you could make the argument that as a runner and as a decision maker in that element, he's also at his very foundation. So um, all those reps as a senior will be huge. I'm sure they'll use it a little bit more. They lost 
a lot of big time weapons around him. So he'll be a bigger reason why they have success in 2019. So I, I think that's the perfect prelude to, to Ole Miss and, and that system because the fit is, is basically ideal. Um, legit dual threat in terms of you can't, you can't commit to either facet of his game because he can burn you with the other at any point. And that's, that's obviously the, at the core of, of what those great West Virginia offenses were able to do. If Alabama and Auburn, one or both, get serious, how concerned should Ole Miss be? Before we get that answer from John Garcia Jr., real quickly, wanted to tell you about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. And I'm not going to take long, but this is a testimonial. My wife's expedition was on its last legs. I was tired of pouring money into a car that I didn't know how much longer it was going to last. So I went over to Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, called him up first and said, guys, this is what I'm looking for. I'm accepting my lot in life. I am now a van dad. I need a minivan. Brian says, Ben, no problem. We've got the perfect car for you. It was a 2019 Chrysler Pacifica. And I know what you're thinking already. Wait, that probably cost you an arm and a leg. Your monthly payment has to be through the roof. Nope, they fit my budget. I didn't think I could afford that van, but they gave me a good fair trade-in value for the expedition. And my monthly payment is better than I could have ever imagined as far as fitting into my monthly budget. I show up. It was waiting for me at the door. Mason opens up the door. I look inside, loaded up, leather, Sirius XM radio, Bluetooth, CarPlay, everything I was looking for in a car. I didn't even have to walk around the lot. Didn't have to do anything. And it's not just because they support this podcast. It's not just because they sponsor this podcast that they set that up for me. That's the experience it can be for you. So if you're looking for a seamless car buying process, there's no other place to go. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. And right now they got deals going on. If you're looking for the car, the truck, the Jeep that fits your family, that's exactly what you're looking for. I was looking for a Chrysler Pacifica. I got it. This is the only place to go. So go check them out. It's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. They're at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's just past Kroger. You can give them a call at 662-234-8000. Tell them Talker Champion sent you. That's a great question. Um, I, I guess the question would be when, um, because, you know, he's been on both campuses a bunch of times. They've all seen him at this point. Um, so what would change from their perspective? Um, you know, they, they saw him on Friday nights. You know, it's not like this is going to be his first year as a varsity starter. So. And the timeline for recruiting quarterbacks is different. You, you see right, these guys commit right. and claim their spot. Because schools have one at most two spots for quarterbacks. They want to take two at most. So if right. you're a quarterback, and get Auburn, your spot claim. And Alabama's gunning for the kid from California, Bryce right. Young. So yeah. I don't see either of those two schools affecting what they currently have or their current plan for Ashford because they hadn't done it in the past. Why Why would they do it um, at this point? I think I think they've, they've kind of decided it is what it is at this point. Um, but – of course, uh, I think Alabama more so than Auburn because they don't have a quarterback committed and because obviously their their offense and, and the, the perception around that team has changed in the last couple of years. I think that would be the one that, OK, if they get serious, maybe it's something to worry about there at the 11th hour. Um, and they, you know, they've hosted him. They've done the baseball thing with him. He's, you know, if that football offer comes, it, it comes with that because he comes with that. He's, he's made that very clear. It's it's football and baseball or nothing. So um, I would imagine um, that would be the one to worry about a little bit more. But honestly, at this point, um, I feel great about 
about Ole Miss holding on to him. I, I don't think he's not a dramatic kid. He's not one who's put out. This is my top 50 and then my top 20 and then my top 10. He was never that guy. In fact, he don't even really like doing interviews and he's a quarterback. Um, so he really has always kind of done his own thing and always been on his own timeline. So I think there's, there's, there's a respect to that. Um, and I don't see him, you know, going the other way with it at this point. Uh, of course you never know, but, but again, Bama more so than Auburn, if both elect to get serious, but I wouldn't, uh, initially I wouldn't really worry about it, especially if Ole Miss shows the signs, uh, that he wants to see, you know, Matt Corral, you know, those guys uh, start slinging it all over the place and scoring points. Like we sort of expect them to, I think that's, that's where his mind will be. And that's where he wants to be. The game has changed so much with recruiting, man. I hate those top 10, top 20 tweets with the emoji of the shush guy. It's awful. It's terrible. (laughs) The whole environment and culture of it has completely changed. Like social media has taken over with this stuff. You got to have the graphics, the pictures. Chris Abrams Drain, a four star on 247 Sports, wide receiver out of Spanish Fort in Alabama, he already, not so subtly, declared Ole Miss his leader. He changed his profile pic to him in an Ole Miss helmet and jersey. And he has a decision to make as we're sitting here recording this podcast. But you're seeing that change as far as social media is concerned. Players have taken back control of their narrative. There's no more waiting to see what the commitment story says or uh, where he's leaning. And it, it, you've had to change your coverage. Have you noticed that too? Of course. And and like you said, you know they, that platform has allowed for so many things to happen in real time, literally. Um, and and when you talk about a kid like like Chris and and Robbie, I mean they're they're tight. They know each other. Um, you know, I, I think Robbie told Chris before he told us, hey, it's going to be Ole Miss, you know, so, you know, he's already recruiting for the Rebels. And I think that one could could pay off. But, yeah, that they don't have to wait. You're absolutely right. They can just shoot a DM. Hey, man, what, what are you thinking? And, and they're they're doing our job, really, as peers, as peers looking at each other, trying to figure out who's going where. And that happens at all positions. I know offensive linemen in the South who talk to each other to try to figure out who's going where. So they figure out if they have a spot at school X. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a true strategic um, process for these guys. Um, and and we find out about it almost on the back end, like, Oh yeah, this kid was going here. So now this spot is open at, at school. Y. So uh, yeah, the social media game has literally changed every element of recruiting coverage from discovering prospects to, uh, to tracking them and to, to, like you said, the uh, almost formality of what they think is supposed to happen in terms of, you know, offer top lists, set my commitment date, drop a video or the notes app with all these emojis. I mean, they think that's normal. They think that is a part of recruiting because that's what they've seen their their older you know classmates and, and peers do in the last couple of cycles. So they think that's a part of it, which is which sucks for us. But oh, it's terrible. It is. It is it's too late to worry about it. it Dropping it a pin, Oxford, Mississippi, shush emoji. I hate it. I hate it so much. Exactly. I hate it so much. Chris Abrams Drain is a wide receiver out of Spanish Fort. I mentioned him when I was going on my old man yelling at cloud rant there about social media. <laughs> uh, but he's leaning heavily to Ole Miss, offers from West Virginia, Tennessee, Florida State, Oregon. What do you like about him as a player and the fit there if he does end up at Ole Miss? We don't know that, but if he does. This is this is another one. I mean, like Robbie was kind of like park ball legend, wait till you see this kid in high school kind of thing, and then he sat and then he got hurt and all that, and now we're, we're finally getting to see it 
Chris is kind of the opposite where, where he's also a park ball legend and everything, but eighth grade, I mean, he's in there playing corner receiver, quarterback, running back, whatever they need returner. Um, he's been that guy. He's lived up to his, his pre high school hype down there in mobile, which is per capita, I think number two in America at producing NFL talent. Um, those guys, those guys are the ones who've been telling us about him since middle school. And he's, He's done it at every single position. I think he's going to be a receiver at the next level. Um, he's not focused on it as a position just yet. So I guess there are some similarities there with Robbie, but um, it's easy to see. I mean, he's a skill guy, six foot. He's lean, probably 170 at this point. Um, that's not an issue. Obviously, wherever he goes, they'll take care of that. He'll be 190 before we know it, but just explosive, uh, smooth, fluid, length, ball skills, um, I mean, he's a blue chip recruit. You know, a lot of the things we look for, um, he, he can do. He can absolutely hit a home run whenever you need to as, as an offensive player. Defensively, um, he can play corner. Uh, we've seen him track the football extremely well. Uh, again, that length, he can jam guys at the line of scrimmage, can run with just about anyone. But my favorite thing about Chris is his explosion. Um, he, he might not be a 4-3 guy or a 4-4 guy, but that 10, that 10 yard, the short shuttle, um, the, the, the real separators, um, I think to me, at least in, in my evaluation is, is the quickness. And, and that's where Chris makes his proverbial money. Uh, just an explosive guy, probably the most explosive skill guy in Alabama. And that's saying a lot this year, because in 2020, I think there are five receivers that are four stars or better. Um, there's a running back committed to Alabama who's obviously four stars or better. Um, and then you got guys like Robbie who, who are dual threat athletes and quarterbacks um but i think chris is the most explosive i would take his short shuttle even though we don't have the verified time because he was banged up this spring i would take his short shuttle over everyone else's um in alabama and once he actually fills out and gains strength he'll actually improve upon his noted strength of of explosiveness and quickness which is a misconception um that i always like to to bring up um, because people think well you're so fast now why are you going to put on 20 pounds yeah these kids don't they're not filled out yet. They don't have muscles yet in theory, right? So once you actually learn how to lift weights and, and get stronger, your strengths will be will become even stronger. And the Quinnen Williams was like 260 pounds in high school and he's running 4'8". I mean, the kid had never lifted. So you, you got to project uh, with those things in mind. But already without all of that, Chris Abrams drain, probably the most explosive uh, wide receiver or skill guy in Alabama and that alone in this day and age of the spread. And you talk about a fit there um, is, is ideal. It's what you want. And I think he would complement the conventional thought of an Ole Miss receiver, the big, strong DK Metcalf, AJ Brown outside wide receiver one body with a slot quicker bubble screen complement, um, you know, to those guys body type wise and, and skill wise as well. So I think he would be an incredible fit. And I think uh, it's absolutely Ole Miss's race to lose. That voice you hear is John Garcia Jr. at John Garcia underscore Jr. on Twitter, college football recruiting analyst for 247 Sports. About to go to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Ole Miss basketball assistant Wynn Case. But before we do that, I wanted to know your overall thoughts. Ole Miss dealt with the NCAA stuff for so long, and it hurt their recruiting everywhere. Have you seen a renewed sense of excitement or energy around Ole Miss in Alabama wherever you're talking to a prospect as far as interest there and Ole Miss being a real player for prospects that they weren't really players for, for a couple of years there. Yeah, absolutely. Ben, I mean, this is, it's a different energy a hundred percent. I think 
when you go with a guy like Matt Luke, who's who's a foundational, hey, I, I went here, I played here, all of that, um, it was kind of a natural transition. But I think once you build around that, um, you, you bring in Rich Rod, um, a guy, and, and, and the state of Alabama is obviously prevalent all over the, the Ole Miss roster, but you look at the assistant coaches, right? Um, Tyler Siski, Knicks, and these guys, so many ties. Freddie Roach, my goodness, ties to the state of Alabama that it kind of comes full circle. So you have kind of the, the, the hyper-local excitement of, hey, this guy kind of stuck it out through through the mud, if you will, with Matt Luke. And then these kids in Alabama are getting, okay, but these four assistants know all about the school I went to and who I played against and who my dad was, who, you know, who, who are the legends from my school or whatever. Um, it just, it's a nice kind of balance there. Um, and then you factor in, especially offensively, the expectations. Um, when, when you bring in a guy like Rich Rodriguez, it's kind of the, the nice counterpoint um, for these skill positions. And it's, it's no surprise that they're getting guys like Robbie Ashford. They're in it for, for Chris Abrams drain, who was, I mean, Tennessee was seemingly a lock, uh, two, three months ago, former LSU commitment. Like you said, Oregon's on the offer list. I mean, guys that Ole Miss was not getting in, in 2018 and 2019, uh, in terms of those cycles, that's what it is. It's, there's an excitement there. Um, and it's, there's, there's a trust and a lot of it goes back to those players. I think who stuck it out, right. Um, you know, your Laramie Tunsil's, your, your AJ Browns, your DK Metcalf's guys who, who even through some losing still heard their name early in the NFL draft. I think that's, that's kind of what balances it out with most sec programs, but Ole Miss had a lot of winning. These kids feel like um, there's, there's familiarity. There's, there's a local sense, but also we can be the group that kind of brings them back to what we saw for, for these kids as what 12, 13 year olds with, with you know, Bo Wallace beating Bama. Right. Um, that's, that's what they think. They think we can get them back to that. Um, and, and yeah, you want to be in position to be the top non Alabama Auburn school in the state. You know, you want to be able to go get those kids because those kids are NFL guys. Vandy's turned them out. LSU's turned them out. Heck Ole Miss has turned some out Florida, Florida state, what have you want to be in that group. And I think six months ago, I wouldn't have put Ole Miss in that group, but today they're absolutely uh, in the thick of that group. And in the last couple of weeks, nobody's, nobody's doing it better than them in Alabama. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's John Garcia Jr., recruiting analyst for 247 Sports at John under, John Garcia underscore Jr. You got to get rid of the underscore, John. We have to figure that you, out. Do you know how many freaking John Garcias there are, man? I don't want to hear it. In the Twitterverse, there's a million. Do you so. know how many Ben Garretts there are? So I'm stuck with Spirit Ben. I went to a taco shop in Oxford not too long ago, <laughs> and I'm going to order my burrito, and the guy looks up and goes, oh, Spirit Ben. Oh, man. So yeah. that's your name. That's tough. That's tough. like the horse in the animated movie. Yep. Yeah, it's tough. But at John Garcia underscore junior, we'll figure it out. We'll get rid of it. Going now to the Modern Woodman phone line to speak to Win Case. Before we do, make sure to subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. We're also available on SoundCloud. Leave that five-star review in iTunes. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Talk of Champions. We'll be there. But going now to talk to Win Case on the Modern Woodman phone line. The podcast brought to you by Thomas Chandler, your modern Woodman representative. It wasn't so long ago where financially I needed some help. Not that I was struggling, but getting my finances in order, organizing my money so that I'm in the best position for retirement, preparing for college for my kids and everything else. I'm sure most every one of you can relate. And that's why you should do like me and contact Thomas Chandler today. He's your local modern Woodman representative and he'll get you right for retirement or savings or whatever you need. 
He's done it for me. He'll do it for you. What does Modern Woodman do, though, you might ask? Financial security for you and your family through life insurance, financial planning, and financial services. Quality family life through member benefits and local fraternal activities. And community impact through volunteer projects that make a difference where members live, work, and play. It's time to get rid of your financial burden. Contact Thomas Chandler, 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. Or you can check him out at www.modernwoodman.org www.modernwoodman.org. That's Thomas Chandler, your Modern Woodman representative. Joining me now on the Modern Woodman phone line is Wynn Case, Ole Miss assistant basketball coach. Wynn, you're going through the camp season right now, the summer season, but have you gotten a chance to get away from things a little bit? How you doing? Hey, doing good, Ben. It's always an honor to be on your show. I mean, I think it's one of the best in the country. And, uh, yeah, I've had a chance, a chance to kind of wind it down just a little bit. But, you know, it doesn't last too long because everything is, just, you know, recruiting and, and uh, getting our new players in and, and just things like that. But it's been a lot of fun. How long have you been with Kermit now, Wynn? Yeah, going on, going on 11 years. And like I told Coach uh, the other day, where he introduced everybody in camp. And he said, you know, here's Wynn Casey. Wynn, how, how long has been with me? And I said, Coach, I've been here 11 years, and I've loved every minute of it. <laughs> every minute of it. Every minute of it. What's made you so loyal? Why has Kermit been a good fit for you? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, I used to be a head coach at Oklahoma City University and a couple of junior colleges, Eastern Oklahoma State College and uh, Redlands Community College there in Oklahoma. And I get a call from, you know, Bill Self. Me and Bill Self were uh, uh, backcourt mates at Oklahoma State. And everybody knows Bill Self from the head coach of Kansas. And uh, he called me and he just said, hey, you know, when uh, uh, Kermit Davis has a position open, and I know you're kind of settled in. Uh, been a D2 head coach there, and you're sure you're pretty happy, but he's, I'm just telling you now, he said, uh, Kermit Davis is one of the best in the business. And if you want to get into somebody and really learn that, you know, things uh, in terms of just, you know, running your program the right way and, and all those types of things, and eventually you're becoming a Division One head coach. And that was very appealing to me. And uh, Kermit Davis called, and, and uh, we talked for a long, long time. And, uh, and then, you know, the rest is history. Uh, uh, and, and it's just a, a total joy to come to work and, and, uh, and work for him because, you know, I've never seen Kermit Davis take a day off in terms of helping the players get better, both on and off the floor. And uh, it's just it's just amazing to, to watch. And so I'm just so happy that I've been a part of it. I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this a long time now. And most coaches, whether they're head coaches or assistants, they're mercenaries. You're always looking for the next thing. But you seem content. I mean, is there still aspirations to be a head coach, or are you just kind of playing it by ear? I mean, there's so much loyalty to you and uh, your genuine dude. I mean, what's the overall game plan at this point in your career? Well, you know, again, I, I do. I mean, I think it's 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 wonderful to to work for coach and and through the thick and thin. I mean, obviously, uh, in the, today's world of uh, coaching basketball, it's, it's you have your ups and you have your downs, wins and losses. Uh, but I, I have enjoyed it, but uh, I've gotten to a point now that if the right opportunity came along, that I would definitely pursue uh, being a head coach again. Yeah, you make a good one, man. You Thank you. Your business, you're the veteran guy, and you see it out there Thanks. practice every single day. Um, what have you seen so far this summer from the guys? I mean, last year was such a great success, making it back to the NCAA tournament, make it in year one when – uh, you had a roster that, quite frankly, wasn't quite your own yet, and there were some deficiencies as far as the talent on the roster. And now, looks different, playing different. What's it look like out there? Well, I'll tell you this, you know, in comparing um, when we first got here this past year at this time and then to now, I think we're definitely ahead. 
Um, obviously, we're going to miss, uh, you know, TD, Terrence Davis, who did a, a, a great job for us this year. Uh, we're going to miss Bruce Stevens. We're going to miss, miss Dom. Uh, but I think with the new guys that we have coming in, uh, I think we're going to be able to not necessarily, you know, you don't want to say replace, but I think we're going to be obviously much more better uh, in the post uh, because we're going to have some guys that can consistently score with their back to the basket, uh, uh, which they can manufacture a shot in the post. You know, I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off our guards. You know, Brian um, in particular, you know, had, a, I mean, two or three guys on him at times. And we couldn't really just consistently throw the ball inside and, and uh, uh, put pressure on the rim and score consistently. I think we can do that now. And so that's what I'm really, really excited about. And I'll tell you this, you know, Brian Tyree, and the, uh, just to talk just a little bit about our older guys, Brian Tyree and, and Devontae Sherwood have been wonderful this, this summer in terms of uh, leadership. And I mean, they both are, you could hear their voices in the gym. Um, they're helping the younger guys out and they're in the gym on their own uh, a lot. You know, I always ask this question with, with all the players that come in, I said, do you like basketball? Do you love it? If you like it, when practice starts, you're going to do everything coach asks you to do. You're going to work really, really hard. But once, uh, uh, practice is over, we never see you in the gym. And if you love basketball, you're going to be in that gym 24 seven and, every single morning, you know, I'll come to work and I hear that ball bouncing and, and Brian Tyree is in the gym working on his game. And uh, Devontae Shuler at times during the course of the day is in the gym working on their game and putting up, putting up shots. And so, so that's exciting from, from uh, the standpoint of going into next year that you have guys that, that definitely can lead you in the right direction. Um, as far as our new guys are concerned, I mean, I think they're adjusting. All of them are not in yet. They will be in in the next few days. But the guys that are here, uh, uh, Austin Crowley, uh, is, 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 is doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I mean, he is so skilled uh, and really, really shoots the basketball. And, and his basketball IQ is just off the scale. So we think that he's doing really, really well. Uh, um, and Tavion uh, Cullen, we call him Dude. Uh, I think is doing a wonderful job too. And it's so good then to get these guys in early in the summertime that they can get used to um, Coach Davis um, system and, and kind of the tempo, you know, I'll, I'll, every time you, you have a new uh, freshman or a new transfer come in, you know, the one thing that they have to understand is tempo, uh, you know, from coming from high school, junior college, the tempo is a little bit slower going from one drill to the next and, and especially with coach Davis, I mean, it's amazing how we can go, you know, five on O um, and those guys are, are playing like we're in a game and that tempo and just going really, really hard. Uh, and so, so that's, that's always adjustment for a young man coming in. And so those guys are really, really adjusted really well. And, and so, uh, so we're very, very happy with their development. Who needs to have a good summer? What guy on the roster needs to have a good off season, leading up to the season and especially in strength and conditioning so that come season time, they're ready to go, ready to contribute in some way. We'll get right back to Ole Miss men's basketball assistant win case. But first, got to take a minute real quick to talk about the Oxford Park Commission because registration for the 2019 fall youth soccer season in the Oxford Park Commission has begun. Cost to take part, just $50. Leagues are for both girls and boys, and they're based on birth year. The season will run August 19th through October 3rd, and all games are played at the state's top-rate facility, FNC Park. 
For more information, visit www.oxfordparkcommission.com. That's www.oxfordparkcommission.com. You don't want to miss registration. It's only 50 bucks. All you got to do, go to www.oxfordparkcommission.com. Absolutely. Uh, you know, as far as our new guys, uh, well, I, let, let me uh, take a step back uh, to, uh, again, talk about our uh, veterans. You know, you're talking about K.J. Buffin, who um, came in from high school last year and had a really, really good year, but up and down because of strength level. But he came in last year uh, weighing about two, 208 pounds, maybe even a little less than that. And now he weighs 200 and, and like 26 pounds. I mean, his body looks great. And Riley, our strength coach, has done a wonderful job with a lot of these guys. And so, again, making that adjustment, I think he has to have a really, really good summer, a good preseason leading into. And I think there's a strong possibility that, that he could just really, really take off because he's, he's, he is definitely our talent. The guy that's impressed me the most so far, and again, you know, we've only had that first summer term, uh, the beginning of June to the end of June is about over, uh, is uh, Blake Henson. You know, Blake Henson had some really, really good moments um, this past year, in particular uh, against Mississippi State, you know, where he hit all those three-point shots. And, and so he's been in the gym every single day, just really working game-like shots, working on his shot. And, um, and his body looks really, really good as well. And so, uh, so I think those two guys definitely have to have uh, uh, really, really good summers, and, and I think they're going to make that next jump because, you know, again, uh, Blake pretty much started most of the season this past year, and, and uh, KJ uh, started a few games, came off the bench, played, played starter minutes, and I think both of those guys have got to make a big jump for uh, for us to, uh, to really uh, be in the thick of things. Okay, so of all these guys coming in, Hadeem, Sammy, Bryce, who were you the lead recruiter on, and who was the toughest battle to win? Well, a couple of guys, but one for sure was Dream. I mean, you know, it's like this. Dream is going to, I mean, he he is so talented, you know. I mean, so talented. And, um, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. And I, like I like I said, Ronnie said, Levi, all of us, I mean, if, you know, and, you know, for, for, like I said, for 11 years. And in recruiting, you, you tell uh, these players, obviously, they want to. They want to uh, make sure they can get under a head coach that's going to help develop them. And and I, I, like we told Dream, that Dream, if you come in here and you do what you you, you step into coaching, Kermit Davis is one of the best I've seen. It. You know, he's had four uh, MVPs of league wherever he's been, and and he's going to develop you. And your ultimate goal is to uh, get to that next level and possibly get drafted. And if you uh, coming here and you allow Coach Davis to coach you with your talent level, the God-given talent that you do have, Coach Davis is going to help you soar. soar. And, and and I can tell you this, Ben, and I I, I, you know, I want to get all the the um, uh, fan base excited. He He's a special, special player. The uh, the other day, the AD or the uh, uh, AD from uh, uh, Daytona said this, said that, uh, was telling us, that, hey, you guys, you know, I just want to tell you a little bit about uh, Dream. You know, been been with him for uh, a year. He said, I could tell you all this. He said, number one, uh, he's going to be unbelievable off the floor. He's never got in trouble, just a great kid. He said, the fans are going to absolutely love him because he takes time time out for kids. He's just an unbelievable personality. He said, but on the floor, he said, do you understand what you're getting? He said, I've been coaching. I mean, he said, I've been 
the AD here for a long, long time, 20-some years. He said, this kid right here is, is more talented than any kid we've ever had come through here. We have some really good players to come through. The Arkansas, the Pittsburghs, the, I, can, I can just go on and on and on of all the schools that were vying for him. Um, that, that, uh, and that's the reason why is that he is so talented. And so, so we're excited with, with the guards that we do have coming back with a guy like uh, Green um, in the fold. Uh, we think that, that we have a chance to have a, a really, really, really good team. When did you know? Was there any point where you felt good for a minute there, but then it started to turn? You're like, I don't know anymore. And then finally you got the good news. Yeah. When did you know? Well, I'll tell you this. It's one of those situations where, you know, the longer that he waited, the more everybody just, you know, you just get nervous. And, and one of the reasons why we were really, really nervous was because, you know, LSU uh, were doing everything they could to, to get this kid on camp, on their campus. I mean, every single thing, I mean, uh, you know, calling every day, you know, and, and, you know, he has dream has what you call host parents and that are here in America. And, um, he have obviously his, um, father and, and family back in, in Africa. And, uh, uh, and so at one point, you know, LSU was trying to get his, uh, real parents on an official visit to, to, uh, come to LSU on a visit, but, you know, again, and every kid would want to see, you know, obviously being that far from home, would would want to take a trip to uh, obviously see their dad and their mom. And so we we were pretty nervous about that, that gosh, you know, if he goes on that visit to LSU, who knows what would happen? You know, we'd fall in love with LSU because we knew then at at one point that he, he loved us because, you know, uh, uh, Devante Shuler and him played, uh, in at prep school together for a year. And they went, matter of fact, won a championship together. So they were really, really good friends. And so we knew then that, that, um, we would, uh, be in a really, really good situation. And again, Ronnie Hamilton did a really good job in recruiting this kid. I mean, getting the, getting the ball rolling and, 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 uh, just standing there. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, with, with, uh, Devante Shula being here and getting the kid on campus. I mean, and, and I'll tell you this too, man, you know, I've been here for a year. When I say this is an unbelievable place, and uh, the the fans, the, the people here, or I, I'll tell people this all the time. They say, you know, what do you like most about uh, Ole Miss? And I say, it's just it's the way it's the people. I mean, everywhere you go, man, they're so welcoming. And so I have this saying: once you get a kid on campus and let them uh, go around the campus to the square and, and eat on, on the square and, and get around the people, that they're going to fall in love with this place. And that's what happened with Dream. I mean, he gets here, he gets on campus, uh, we take him to eat and, and do the official visit thing and him meeting people and everything and everybody knowing who he is, obviously, you know, listening to your show, Ben, and, and, uh, and, and listening to you, did you give, you, you give him the lay of the land and, uh, and he just absolutely fell in love with it. And he just, he told coach Davis, uh, when things, when he left, uh, to go home, he, uh, back from his official visit and his host dad came on the visit with him. He told Coach Davis point blank. He said, Coach, he said, I just want you to know, man, he said, I love this place. He said, Coach, you don't have anything to worry about. He said, I may, he said, I may take one more visit, but I just want you to know that this is the place that I really can see myself at. And so when he left, man, we felt very, very good. But at the same time, you had LSU still lurking. You had Arkansas still lurking. And so he had to make a decision if he's going to take another visit to one of those places. 
And at, 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 I would say about three or four days after, maybe a week after he uh, finished up with our visit, he called Coach and just told him that, hey, Coach, I'm not going to take any more visits, but I am going to give me a few more days and to sort things out and, and talk to my host parents uh, and uh, and make my final decision. And so we felt really, really good after he decided to uh, uh, not take any more visits. And I'm sure it made uh, LSU in particular, because they that's what we thought it was going to come down to is us in LSU, but made them very upset that he wasn't going to take a visit there. Uh, and so that's kind of how everything kind of kind of evolved. When I was talking to Kermit not too long ago, I mentioned to him that it had to be different, significantly different for you guys recruiting out there and bringing kids on campus to have them recognize when they walk around town, just the recruiting attention mm-hmm. that comes with being here compared to other stops, Middle Tennessee or wherever. And mm-hmm. he laughed about it. He said, man, that's one of the biggest things. I'd go on a Rebel road trip, for example, and someone would come up to him and say, hey, what's going on with Hadeem? What's going on with Hadeem? He said, I've never had to really I, deal with that before, but now it's just a yeah, different animal. It is. And that's, that's a great point because I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's amazing how, how people keep up. And obviously, you know, again, I love your show. I mean, I listen to it all the time. And, and uh, you keep a lot of our fans invo- involved, I mean, in, informed and, and all those things. And so, again, to to go out on, on and people asking us, hey, you know, I'm sitting at a restaurant there in town uh, before, you know, we were just getting started with uh, Dream. And, and uh, a guy sits next to me, he said, we're going to get that big fella? And I'm like, wow. And I said, he said, I said, who? He said, Dream. <laughs> I said, wow. So, so yeah, to, to, to uh, elaborate on what you were just saying is that it's just amazing how, how these people, and, and I'll tell you this too, Ben, you know, and I, I hope we can stay here a long time because these people are so loyal to, to Ole Miss. I mean, they are so loyal you know, just the fact and how hard and they, they appreciate how hard these guys work and hard, you know, Coach Davis works with these guys and get the get a good product out on the floor and they, they, they understand it all. But they're so loyal and that's why uh, I always say, you know, is recruiting is obviously going up against you know, everybody, especially in the SEC, but but to get a kid on campus and allow him to see all the facilities and, and you know the, the Tui Center and then, you know, Pavilion the, the, uh, and all those types of things and then get to meet all these people and, and how loyal they are and how they come out and support them. I mean, it's, it's, it's just amazing. So we're, we're very, very excited being about uh, not only, you know, being here, but but just this next season coming up. And, and we just think we're going to be able to put another really, really good product on the floor that our fans are going to be very, very proud of and, uh, and get out and support us. We'll get right back to Ole Miss men's basketball assistant, Wynn Case, after this quick word from Modern Woodman. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. When a guy like Dream 
is preparing to arrive like he is or Sammy or Bryce, what do you tell them as far as what to expect under Coach Davis once they do arrive, how they need to prepare themselves for what's coming? Yeah, and the one thing, and I, I know we keep, continue, we keep talking about the dream, Adeem because obviously he's going to be the focal point. But, you know, like I told uh, Dream uh, a week ago, I said, Dream, I said, what is your ultimate goal? He said, Coach, he said, he said it's to play in the NBA and to be one of the better players in the uh, – I want to be all league in the SEC. And I said, I'm going to tell you this. And I said, I said this to uh, Nick King, who played for us at, at uh, Middle Tennessee. Nick King um, – Went to, went to, came out of high school, everybody said it's going to be a one and done at Memphis. And he ended up uh, playing, I mean, after about four or five points a game. Transferred from there to Alabama and played there for a year, ended up after four or five points a game. And uh, he was going to be a grad transfer. And I met with him along with Coach Davis and said, look, if you allow Coach Davis to coach you, I said, I've been with him for at that particular time. It was like nine years. I said, I've been with him nine years. I said, he will help you become the best player you can ever imagine in your life. I said, just again, he's going to hold your feet to the fire. He's going to push you. He's going to push you. He's not going to be easy on you because even if I get all, I said, but when it's all said and done, you're going to thank me for, for telling you this and say, coach, you were right. And, and fast forward after that season, when, when Nick King finished up, he was uh, uh, MVP of the league. He was he averaged 26 points a game. He uh, was uh, second to uh, uh, Bagley for the Carl Malone Award. He was 13 All-American. I mean, list just goes on and on and on. And his mom, after the season, had tears in her eyes, man. And and coming up to me, I mean, we had lost our last game. So I'm thinking she's upset with that that we lost that last <laughs> game. Her son last, and she's saying, Coach Katie, I want to thank you. I want to thank you. She, I want you to relay a message. She said, I know Coach Davis is busy. Tell him thank you for putting the love of basketball back in my son's life and, and get my son to where he is today. And so I told that same story to, to, to Dream. And I said, Dream, I said, I had the same conversation. I said, I'm just telling you. I said, come in here. And I said, work your tail off. I said, I'm telling you. I said, Coach is going to hold your feet to the fire. He's going he's gonna to push you. And it's going to be some days where you ain't going to like to be pushed. But I said, he's going to push you. And I said, we're going to win a lot of games. And I said, he's going to help you reach your dream. And he said, okay, coach. He said, okay, thank you so much, coach. He said, I promise you that's what I'm going to do. And I said, you know, I said, obviously it's going to be some days. You're not going to feel like being coached. I said, but he ain't going to back up. He's going to continue, you know? And so, and I, I said, I said the same thing to, uh, Brian Tyree, you know, I said the same thing to Terrence Davis. I, I just, I, I said, I said, I'm just telling you, I said, I get emotional just even talking about it. How good is he is a really, I mean, he's never had a bad practice. Yeah, you know, some coaches said, well, we're going we're gonna to just relax today. Coach Davis, in my 11 years of being under him, I've never seen him have a bad practice. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. And so, so that's the thing that I'm telling not only Dream and, and uh, you know, and the other guys, but I'm just saying, hey, come in here and be prepared to allow him to coach you and work every single day to try to get better. Because if you do that, our team is going to be really, really good. I did a story a couple months ago, a long-form story about the process that led to the hire of Kermit Davis. And the last quote in that story, I was sitting with Kerm in his office and asking him different questions, like long-view questions. And uh, one was, is this your last job? And he said, this is my very last job. This is it. This is my job. Mm -hmm. And you were with him for so long. I know that he 
looked into some other jobs. He, you know, Mississippi State yeah. being one of them. Like he looked into some other mm-hmm. places, but it was going to take a special circumstance to get him to leave middle. How was that for him as far as what made Ole Miss right? And do you think, like you said, that this is it for him? Number one, 150%, this is it. Okay. I think, I think he obviously loved it here. And I mean, from a distance, he knew this was a special place. And then after he got here, you know, he, he told me the other day, he said, man, he's, uh, he said, and I, I'll tell y'all this, this quick story. We're, we're, uh, we just get the job, have the press conference and, uh, uh, me and Ronnie were with him. And the next day we go out, uh, flying to about three or four different places. So we get on the private jet, we go to, we'll fly to New York back. If we left around eight o'clock that morning, New York, Florida, uh, Ohio, I mean, a couple more. And we're back at 8, eight o'clock p.m. in uh, Oxford. And on our way back from Ohio, I looked at Coach Davis and said, we finally made it. <laughs> you know, we're, <laughs> we, we, we finally, finally made it. You know, to do that, all private, that, that private jet day. changes I, things, when That private it, jet it, changes it, things. No, absolutely, Ben. Absolutely. And it was just amazing. And so, you know, uh, uh, fast forward back or, or rewind, when we were at Middle Tennessee, and again, you know, I'm saying to when that, when the Ole Miss job first came open, and I'm saying to myself, I said, if 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 Ross, if those people at Ole Miss are smart, I said they should hire Herman Davis, because uh, I, you know, obviously being with him as long as I've been with him, knowing how good he is, I'm saying it's it's a it's a no brainer. Now on the flip side of all that. I'm saying to myself is, okay, because it's getting to a point where, you know, Allie, his daughter, is so settled in, 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 into uh, Murfreesboro, um, had her job. I mean, it was just, and it's, it's, it was like in a situation where coach is like, what, you know, I don't want to uh, take her out of, of just an unbelievable environment that she's grown up in uh, for just anything. And, and with his mom and dad living in Tupelo, his daughter, who just moved to Memphis, uh, and that he and his brother lives in Memphis, that 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 all kind of kind of evolved. Where like you know what, this this whole Miss job uh, could be something special for us because we got family enough closer. Uh, and then and then after that after that uh, 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 press conference, to go up into the mezzanine of the. Um, Pavilion and have all those people there that's there welcoming him, just made it all all come full circle. And when I tell you this, Ben, when I say he absolutely loves Ole Miss, you know, I know obviously he played there at at, at uh, Mississippi State. Uh, Dad coached there, and, and then he coached at LSU. Uh, this for him is his dream job. I mean, and and, and being here a year now. There is no doubt in my mind, and no doubt that that this will be his last job. And the thing that he really wants to do, because Coach Davis is a very, very loyal guy, for for Ole Miss to believe in him, and and how much they they love him every single day. He's doing every single thing to make the Ole Miss people proud, proud. And obviously, getting to the NCAA tournament last year was great, but he wanted to get to the NCAA and knock that thing down. He wants to win a national championship right here at Ole Miss, and he really, truly believes in his heart and soul that he's going to be able to do that. He's going to do everything he can to, to make that make that happen. It's a really good point about going into the tournament 
at schools that are no, not really considered blue bloods. And that's fair to say about Ole Miss as far as not the yeah. Kansas and not the Duke and not North Carolina, but this is a high-level mm-hmm. major school. Old days in the tournament, it would be it's the blue bloods and everybody else. But now mm-hmm. you're seeing teams – come from not necessarily out of nowhere, but non-traditional basketball programs like a Texas Tech or whoever it might be, step into the Final Four. So now it's not so unrealistic to say, hey, Mm -hmm. if I follow my plan, believe in that plan, get the players I know that fit my plan, why not Ole Miss? Ole Miss can do this too. I mean, that feels like the view now. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I could have said it better. I mean, that's that's the way he feels. And and it's like this. You know, I know one thing, and I know I keep – uh, talking about this, that he's going to give every single ounce of what he's got every single day to get close and closer to, to realize, realizing that dream to, to win a national championship. Now, when he was at, we were at middle Tennessee, you know, we knock off, nobody thought that we could beat Michigan state who was, was a number two seed should have been a number one seed at the time, but coach Davis truly believed. And he told our play, he made our players believe that we could beat Michigan state. Uh, when, and, and everybody says shock in the world. He knew that if we play, played the right way and we practiced the right way, we were going to go into that game having every chance to win that game. And obviously, it, it, it broke everybody's bracket that year, you know. <laughs> but but he just he just knows how to do it. He knows how to do it, and he knows being if we can continue to get to the NCAA tournament, we're going to have a chance. Because like you said, that you know, once you make that tournament, you get inside that tournament and you win a game. I mean, it's all bets off. I mean, anybody's anybody's uh, chance to win a national championship. And he feels like with Ole Miss, if we can get in that tournament like we did this past year, obviously we played one of our worst games against University of Oklahoma. But if we can get in there and we can win that first game and get settled, we could go on a deep run inside the NCAA tournament. And and so I'm I'm thinking in my heart, my mind, my soul that that's the way he's feeling right now that again, uh, we feel like we, we, we will have a better chance going into the season because we feel like we're, we're definitely on paper better. Obviously a lot of things have to, uh, fall our way. Uh, but we do feel like that we're going to have a chance to make a run. We do. Well, last one, cause I could keep you here for an hour. I won't do that to oh, you. Well, I mean, if you ever well. <laughs> get done with coaching basketball and you don't want to retire, don't want to go to the golf course, go run for office when you'd win. <laughs> No pun intended, but I mean, it worked for you. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. I think that's a great compliment. Thank you. (laughs) Well, last one. Where did last year's team fall short? And where can this team go, the ceiling for this team, do you think? Okay, coming into the season last year and, you know, going on the foreign tour to Canada, we us leaving Canada thinking, gosh, man, this is going to be very, very tough because uh, you're coming in to a team that just finished last in the SEC the past year. And trying to, you know, again, build on the on the culture, and uh, leaving there, we were we were kind of discouraged a little bit. Um, and I kept saying to Coach Davis, I said, Coach, I said, you know, I said, been with you as long as I have. I said, once you get your personality on this team, I said, our team's going to take off. I said, I promise, you, I've seen it, Coach, for for many years. Once you, because I I can, I know one thing you're going to do, you're going to get these guys playing the right way, defending, rebounding, sharing the basketball and being a great teammate, you're going to get these guys doing that. And I say, eventually we're going to do that. And all of a sudden we get into the season and we get on that 14 game winning streak. And, 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 and his personality just basically took hold. It all capped off. And we won at Mississippi state. Uh, and so, so again, you know, I think, I think, you know, it was a, it was a really, really good season. 
uh, obviously get to the NCAA tournament, but I think we fell short of uh, of playing the way we played against Oklahoma. I wish we could we could go back and do it all over again. And Coach Davis saw it during practice. You know, he saw that for whatever reason, I don't know if our guys got worn down, I don't know what it was, but we weren't playing at, at, at our best when our best was needed. And so, so yeah, I think we fell short right there at that NCAA tournament. And I know everybody is all excited that we got to the tournament, but, but one thing I learned about Coach Davis, he's never satisfied. I mean, he, he, he kept looking at Virginia. He kept thinking, okay, we're going to play Virginia uh, with a chance to possibly go to the Elite eight, eight and go from there. That was his dream. So I think we fell short there. Uh, now, with this team, uh, this year, potentially, you know, obviously, being as you know, I mean, a lot of things have to fall away. But, but potentially, we have a chance to have a special season. And again, I'll say it over and over again, once Coach Davis puts his personality on this team coming up, we're going to, we're going to take off. Now, comparing this year, at this time to last year, I think we are far, far ahead because that culture is already being built with the guys that we have coming back. Brian and, and Devontae, I think, are going to have really, really special seasons. I think we recruited very, very well. I think uh, Blake and, and um, KJ, I think they're going to take off. And I think the new guys that we got coming in, uh, I think we have a chance to have a special season. Uh, anything short of getting to the 316 is going to be a disappointment. Again, I, I don't want to put no added pressure on, on, our, on this particular team. But that's the way Coach Davis thinks. He thinks like, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to do everything in our power to fight for trying to uh, win a national championship uh, coming up. And so, so anything short of getting to the NCAA tournament, winning a few games, is going to be a disappointment. And so we're really excited. And, and Ben, we're just we're pray, hopefully pray, I mean, praying, knock on wood, that everybody stays healthy and get everybody in here. And I think we're going to be ready to roll. He's Win Case, old Miss assistant basketball coach. You're the best, man. I appreciate you doing Wait. this. I'm going to have you, you on again because I can listen oh. to you tell stories all day. Oh, wow. Hey, Ben, thank you so much. And, again, I always listen to you, man. And I, I know I'm not trying to just pat you on the back, but I think you're the best in the business. Thank you so much. Much love. That was Ole Miss men's basketball assistant Win Case on the Modern Woodman phone line, and this is Talk of Champions brought to you by BNA Bank. I don't know about you, but I want my banking made simple. And I certainly want to trust the people who've got my money. Well, if you're like me, BNA Bank is where you need to go. Maybe you're a student just starting out. You don't know much about personal banking or business banking, loan services. Well, I tell you who does. BNA Bank, be it Mike Staten, Bo Collins, Vance Witt, my buddy Bob Spencer. These are friends of the podcast. Ole Miss fans, sure, but more importantly, they care about you. They're going to take care of you. They're going to make sure that your banking experience is done flawlessly, comfortably, and with trust and respect. With a five-star rating from Bauer Financial and an excellent rating from Weiss Ratings, BNA Bank is recognized as one of the strongest financial institutions in the country. But where can you find them? How about bnabank.com? Or give them a call, 662-534-8171. 662-534-8171. BNA's main office and two branch offices are located in New Albany, my hometown, with another branch located in Myrtle, two branches in Tupelo and Lee County, Mississippi, and one loan production office in Oxford. Where you put your money matters. And the only place to put your money, the only place that Ben Garrett puts his money is BNA Bank. So check them out, bnabank.com, 662-534-8171. There's no other place. They've helped me, they'll help you. Tell them Ben Garrett of Talk of Champions sent you. And now, back to Talk of Champions. Real quickly before we get out of here, John, I wanted to touch on a few of the Alabama prospects 
that signed in the 2019 class. We could just do a quick rapid fire assessment of these dudes. First up, Patrick Lucas. Uh, versatile tweener, but you know, you like a hybrid who can play outside if you need him to, but definitely going to be a move quickness, three tech at the next level. Uh, once he embraces that, uh, minimal body fat for a big guy, by the way, really interesting. Ladarius Cox, another one who's, who's versatile two way guy. I, I think ceiling wise, you, you look at him and say offensive tackle, but the kid loves defense long as heck i mean six five probably with a six nine wingspan gonna be uh just a, a guy in the middle a, a plugger brandon mack edge guy um another one who could stand up or put his hand in the dirt a little bit banged up last year and some teams cooled on him i think that's one that uh another one when you look back uh you're gonna say how in the heck did, did Ole Miss get that kid he's high ceiling guy for sure aj finley maybe this the steal of the state um a kid who didn't do camps, didn't do a lot of those things, was a running back until his senior year when he moved to safety. And he was maybe the best safety in Alabama, but people didn't see it because it wasn't at camps and it wasn't on Twitter and it wasn't on all of that. Old school program, not a lot of exposure. They're grinders. Um, so he'll be a gritty guy that I would be shocked to, if he doesn't start multiple years for the Rebels. NFL guy, maybe one day. Of those four, Finley, you like the upside the most or Brandon Mack? Um, Brandon Mack, because of the priority position, pass rushers, you just, you can't have enough. Um, but if, if I were to, I think the higher floor is Finley. I think Mack, Mack is, is boomer bust. Maybe there's some there, but I think Finley is, is a high floor guy, especially at the collegiate level. Uh, I think he's a multi-year starter, maybe three. I mean, he's, he is an impressive kid. I actually was, I, I ran into him at spring practice he was coaching up the DBs at his high school. I mean, that's that's who he is. Um, so, and that's playing one year of DB. He's already doing that. So, I think that's the high floor kid that um, is instant impact. All of those things. Who could be the freshman starter? Who helps the soonest? Going to go right back to John Garcia Jr. But before we do, wanted to tell you real quickly, not long at all, I promise, about Cheney's Pharmacy. For all your pharmaceutical needs, Cheney's Pharmacy is the place to go. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at Cheney's Pharmacy. Com. Chinese pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Without knowing, you know, the intimate details of, of the old Miss you know, roster. That's, that's why we do these podcasts. <laughs> we just say I things would, without the knowledge of them. I would say, I mean, if we're going boomer bust, I'd go back to, to Brandon Mack as an edge rusher. I think he's a guy that right now you can consider on third downs and, and maybe, you know, as he learns the defense, he grows into into that hybrid role. Um, if he can set the edge and maybe, you know, play with some strength um, and show that he's not just a pass rusher. I think he's a guy that by the end of the season could, could be the starter, but I think he's ready for situational ball. Uh, maybe right now. Robbie Ashford takes how long to become the starter once Matt Corral's gone? No more than a year. Ooh. Yeah. He's beating out he's, Grant Tisdale and guys like that. Yes. I just, again, he's just, he's already turned a corner and that's in a matter of months. So I think he has an unbelievable year in Alabama this year. I think he's Mr. Football in the state of Alabama this year. Um, I don't know how good of a baseball player he is, um, but I think 
after this year, he really starts to focus on football unless he's, you know, what a top two round draft pick um, as a center fielder. I'm not, I, again, I don't know. Uh, those things are hard to find out, but um, I just think he's, he's got the makeup. He's got what you want. What he's sport do you care about outside of football? What else do you like? Oh man, I just like sports in general, man. I'm watching, watching our ladies, you know, win or not win, but keep pace in the, in the world cup and soccer. I'm watching, you know, watching baseball cause it's the summer and we don't have a lot of options right now. I mean, well, the Braves I'm are my team, guy, teams. Okay. Well, I'm from Miami. So, you know, Marlins over Braves, especially recently, okay. but you know, Hey, you know, you can, you can uh, try to catch up to our world title numbers uh, this year. Maybe. Are you a heat fan? I am original heat fan. Not, um, <laughs> not yeah, not LeBron and Bosh and Wade. Yeah, yeah, you got to yes, you got I, to enjoy that when it happened. Like Tim Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, Heat fan. You know, like fighting the Knicks. You know, every game, literally fighting uh, Heat fan. No, yeah, that was great. Um, it was good, but it was a lot. It was also a lot. Uh, it was a lot of um, <laughs> you had you had to pay attention more, right? Um, so it was a lot to uh, to put on your plate, but it was fun. Obviously, two titles, Ray Allen. You know the goat. What a shot! Uh, all of that, absolutely. I'm just a sports guy, man. I'm I'm watching. I got sports on my TV every day, except for golf. Not that old yet. How dare you? I'm not yeah, that old not, yet, and I love golf. How dare you? Yeah, well, I'll get there one day. Just not today. Who's your team of teams? Dallas Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> like you, you knew where you were going with that. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Cowboys. And, See, um, and the worst thing about being a Cowboys fan is when. People ask you who your team is, and you tell them the Cowboys. They roll their eyes like, oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, you're a Cowboys fan, really? And then you tell them your history with the Cowboys and the fact that they've basically been the Buffalo Bills for 20 years, and then they start to understand. I don't apologize for my Cowboys fandom, but I hate that I have to defend it constantly. Right, because it's that's just the generation. But the younger ones, though, they'll be like, oh, why? Why are you, why are you a Cowboys fan? They suck. I, I just want to not have to defend my fandom. I went to the Super Bowl in Miami. I'm walking around with the Cowboys stuff. It was Colts and Saints and Cowboys fans. And they don't understand it, but that's Cowboys fandom. It's everywhere. Real real treat for you. I'll be at the Star all weekend at the opening finals. That's where they that's where they host it now. It's uh really cool. Last year I got to see like they got all the uh, it's like it's like a museum almost. Even it's though that's like just what you the Cowboys enjoy practice. hurting me, John. It's like I'm you enjoy saying. hurting your friend Ben. I'll, I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you some photos. Who's your Who's your favorite Cowboy? Roger Staubach. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You're not that old. Yeah. Well, I'm not that old either. But my grandfather. That's how I kind of got into it. He loved Roger Staubach. He's like the OG dual threat. Yeah. People don't realize. Yeah. How athletic that guy was. But uh, as a kid. My personal favorite was Jay Novacek. And I remember I sent off, oh. I wrote a letter, because you couldn't do social media or whatever. You couldn't invite him to prom. Mm-hmm. I wrote out a letter to Jay Novacek, and he sent me back a signed picture. And I sent one off to Troy Aikman, and I got back a little picture with the stamped signature. <laughs> but Jay Novacek, that, that's my <laughs> dude, man. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Physical, uh, again, inline, classic tight end. Nothing wrong with that. He's John Garcia, Jr., at John Garcia underscore junior. He's the best man. Recruiting analyst for 247 Sports. Called him on short notice, said, Hey man, go host Talk of Champions with me. Let's talk recruiting. Yeah, let's go. Anytime. Hey, let's do it again. Let's do it again, man. Anytime. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.